0: You are listening to a live broadcast from Faith Worship Center in Portia, Arkansas. The Bible says, When they came near to Jerusalem unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go thy way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a colt tied, whereon never a man has set. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you do this? Say you that the Lord has need of him, and he straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way, and they found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. And certain of them who stood there said unto them, What are you doing loosing the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. They brought the colt to Jesus, and they cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches of the trees and strawed them in the way. And they who went before and they who followed cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And this morning, Pastor Brian has already mentioned it, but this morning is known as Palm Sunday or the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. And I just can't pass this Sunday without honoring uh, this great event. I do it uh, not every uh, triumphant Sunday, but when I can and the Lord allows and I will do it. But I just want to bring out some details and some things this morning in regards to this great event, just simply titled the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. Will you bow your head and will you help me pray this morning that the Lord will help me to minister to you today. Father, we love you and we thank you, God, for your grace and for your mercy and for your love. Thank you for your presence that we've already felt, that we've already experienced here today. God, as we move into your word, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you would open our hearts, God, to receive our ears to properly hear and that you would anoint my lips, God, to deliver your already anointed word. God, I pray that every individual in here God is edified, built up in the faith this morning leaving encouraged and leaving Lord uh, God with a desire to draw closer and closer to you. Lord I pray God that you would do a work that I can't do and I'll be very careful to give you the praise, the glory and the honor in the name of Jesus Christ and everybody says Amen. Our text here in the book of Mark and understand that I may Uh, gleam some from the other gospels this is one of the only stories that's given to us that is recorded Uh, in all of the Gospels. we got to keep in mind that John is not synoptical as Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and so uh, John differs a little bit while the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, concentrate on the miracles and the events of Jesus Christ. Well, John concentrates and gives us how that he is the Lamb of God and the coming of the promise of the Holy Spirit. But John recorded this great event because it is simply not just a healing and miracle but it is recognizing Jesus as the son of God and this was the time and the moment when all of the people began to truly recognize who he was he was not just the son of Joseph and Mary he was not just another prophet he was not just another uh, another king that would come but they started to recognize him setting him apart as the Messiah and the one that they had been looking for and hearing about for hundreds of years to come and so as we look at this great triumph entry of jesus christ our text will take us back to the moment that jesus would enter in to jerusalem just days before his crucifixion he was fully aware of the events that were about to unfold he was fully aware of the response that he was about to get to get he was fully aware of everything that was about to transpire because his father had already told him but this was the reason that he had come and this is the reason that he stepped out of heaven just simply to fulfill the will of God to fulfill the salvation plan of God I hope this morning that I can be very plain and getting you to understand there's only one reason that he came and if you'll find yourself a mirror and look in that mirror you will see why jesus came and why he died this morning just simply to uh, to put our sins into remission His earthly ministry is now coming to an end. He is our representative man, as Romans 5 would put it. He is our last Adam, and it is quickly coming to an end. Only three and a half years on this earth as a minister in his ministry, but he is now fulfilled and almost to be completely accomplished of everything that he was set out to do. According to the record of the Gospels He had done nothing but good for the people You will find If we even ask Pilate When they brought them before Pilate To have him arrested uh, When they pleaded their case When they said the reason why they were wanting him crucified Pilate himself turned around And said I have found no fault in this man You can read the Gospels And read them again And read them again And study them But you will find no fault in Jesus Christ the son of the living God he had healed the sick he had raised the dead He had cast out demonic spirits. He had fed the multitude. He had comforted those that were alone. He had sat and eat with sinners. He accepted those that was rejected. He went out of his way just to meet with a woman at the well. He didn't care to go through Samaria. He didn't care to go to the taxpayer, tax collector's house. It didn't make any difference to him. He, yes, was separated by his calling, but he didn't isolate himself from those that Needed him. He had done nothing but good and he had done nothing but well for the people that would soon cry, Crucify him. I know that this is not specifically my message this morning, but I want to stop and say, Of all of the things that he's done, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, because he is alive, and we're going to celebrate, well, we celebrate every day, but we're going to celebrate it specifically next Sunday. I want you to know this morning that Jesus Christ, there's still not a need that He's ever met that He can't meet this morning. I say it boldly, but I say it truthfully. He can still heal the sick. He can still uh, put joy in your heart He can still move upon your family He can still move upon your marriage Uh, This morning there's a lot of people that come in And one of my prayers this morning was this Lord I don't know who's going to be here I don't know what need they'll have in their heart But what I do know is They're not going to bring anything to you That you're not able to meet this morning He's a big God So ask big Because He can supply big Amen? There's nothing that he can't do. Next week we will look at the the resurrection, but let me draw your attention this morning to the triumphant entry of Christ when he would come in to the city. It would be one of the final fulfillments of Scripture, and I think that I have it marked. I want to read it here. The final fulfillments of Scripture in Zechariah chapter number 9 and verse number 9, and not the final, but one of them. When Zachariah would prophesy, giving them another sign that they would look for. He said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, Behold, your king cometh unto you. He is just, meaning he's fair. He has had has salvation, meaning that salvation is in him and only in him. He is lowly, meaning he is humble. He is meek. He will come riding upon an ass, upon the colt of an ass, not upon a war horse like they were looking for. everything about him said he's going to come humbly and when he come into the city, the triumphant entry was this: remember the prophecy of Zechariah, this is him, this is the one you're looking for. He's the Messiah, he's the Christ and it's in him we should look to for salvation. Zechariah 9 and 9 was that prophecy. Mark says, when they came near to Jerusalem. I want to draw your attention. And there's several things here I want to bring out. Jesus sent two of his disciples. We don't really know which one. History says Peter and John. I don't know that it really matters. But two of his disciples into the village. To find a cult. And are several things that I want to bring out about this cult. And I'm going to try to slow down. And just teach a little bit. A cult. That would be tied by a door. He said it would be tied by a door. There would be a colt tied by the door. I want you to loose him. And I want you to bring him to me. In other words Jesus made his way to the city. And he stopped. And he looked at two of his disciples. And said I'm going to stay right here. But there's a colt that's going to be tied by a door. Go get him and bring him to me. And tell the man if he asks. Anybody ask of you. You tell him that the Lord has need of him. And the two disciples made their way. And just like the Lord said, there was a coat tied up by the door. And so they walked up. They didn't ask permission. But everything about this points to the, uh, the fact that this was already a, pre, uh, a pre-planned arrangement. Not by man, but by the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit already arranged it. Do you know that when you're in the will of God that God the Holy Spirit will prearrange things before you ever get there? Oh, Oh, I wish that was my message for a moment, but I'm going to get back to this. They got there. They loosed him. They brought him back to Jesus, and Jesus would ride this colt into the city so that they would recognize him for who he is. Now, don't nobody leave this morning. And say, well, that sorry preacher called me a donkey this morning. I'm not calling you a donkey. But there's several things about this cult that is symbolic to our lives today. Here's some things I want to bring out. First, let me draw your attention. Before this cult came to Christ, to be used of Christ, he was tied up. Literally meaning he couldn't go nowhere. He was tied up by a door. The word here literally means that he was bound. He was standing, not a good time. We do it to colts at my house. He, they were standing there. They do nothing but get to stare at whatever they're looking at in front of them until I come along or whoever's in charge and looses them and takes them to the next, their next place. This colt was bound. And in a way, it's a type of you and I before we come to Christ because all of us have a master, had a master according to Romans chapter 4 or Romans chapter 6, our former master, which was the sin nature. Every single one of us before we came to Christ was bound by a master called Satan himself. And we went and in that bondage, there was nothing that we could do. there was nothing that we could say before we came, we was bound and I don't care who you are. I want you to know this morning uh, in the regards to being bound by sin, maybe you're here and you've not been born again. The truth of the matter is uh, sin is a bondage that is greater than your willpower, but there is one that is able to break the bondage of the sin nature in your life. Anybody. And everybody can be free from anything and everything. Anybody and everybody can be free from anything and everything. I don't care if it's crystal methamphetamine. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care if it's drugs. I don't care if it's religion. I don't care if it's yourself. The truth of the matter is, I've had people say, well you don't know how strong the power of that drug is, but yes I know how strong the power of the Holy Spirit is and He's able to break every bondage in your life we don't have to be bound by that the next thing that I want you to see is here the cult obviously had an owner just or a former master just as we had a former master before we come to Christ I love this Jesus said to the disciples if anybody asks you what you're doing you tell them I said oh I love that you tell them I said because I've been in that position where my father, my dad, has sent me to do anything, something, and he said, if somebody ask you, ask you what you're doing, you tell him I said. I, okay, I puff my shoulders up, put my chest out a little bit, you know? Because my dad' done gave me permission. so it didn't really matter. Okay, I'll move on. What I want you to see and understand is this: the Lord said, you tell him, I said. When they went, there were several that asked them, what are you doing? Where are you taking the colt? And they said, well, the Lord told us we had need of them. Did you read about the argument after that? No, you didn't because it's not recorded because there wasn't an argument. I don't care what bondage it is that Satan is trying to hold. The moment that the Lord says, set them free, he don't have an argument and he don't have anything to say. My Bible says he, that the Son has made free, is free as thee. One word, one word, and it's all changed. He said, tell them, I, th- I love that. Tell them, I said, and they were set free. Next thing that I want you to see about this cult, is that there was a need for this coat? The need for this coat was to carry Jesus Christ into the city. That's the reason he was born. That's the purpose that he was tied up. That's the purpose that he lived. Is because he was needed to carry Jesus Christ into the city. I want you to know this morning if you're unsure of your place if you're unsure of your calling if you're unsure of exactly where I need to be at in the kingdom of God or in the work of God while you're trying to figure it out and you ought to be seeking the Holy Spirit in regards to where I need to be let me tell you about your purpose while you're trying to get there Uh, you've got a purpose and a plan to carry Jesus Christ no matter where you go or what you're doing Uh, you've got an obligation to carry Christ to a world that's lost and dying and shine and shed the light of Christ so that others may see and that somebody else may come to Him. According to the events that were about to happen, the coat completely submitted to Christ and to His will. The coat would allow garments to be thrown upon Him. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. Jesus not only set on Him to ride but palm leaves were waved as, as they were uh, as he was traveling over other people's garments and people were shouting. All of this was done because the cult completely submitted to Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around a cult that hadn't been messed with. But if I'm messing with a cult, the first guy that comes to me when I'm just day one going to handle him and takes a garment and starts waving at him, we're going to have troubles. After I catch him. You don't take a colt. It's like one guy said. Look if you've never rode your horse. Don't bring him to the county fair. To, to run to ride him in the grand entry. We're going to have bronc riding after a while. It just don't work. And so they brought this colt. This coat that never seen anything, never done anything, not only were they waving palm leaves at him, they were throwing garments down in front of him. He was walking on garments and walking on straw. And then there was people in front of him and behind him that were shouting, Hosanna on the highest. Listen, if this coat was not 100% submitted, he would have went into orbit. He would, listen, I know it was 2,000 years ago, but he would still be running today. I'm out of here. I'm gone. But he completely submitted his life to Christ and allow Christ to do what he wanted. Have you completely submitted to Christ? What areas in my life this morning do I need to submit to Christ? And all of us are in that boat. Ever sing- I didn't single nobody out. But we all have areas in our life that we need to submit to Jesus. The cult was completely submitted. We say we want God to use us. We say we want God to work in my family. We say we want God to fix our marriage. We say we want God to save our loved ones. But yet too often we refuse to submit to Him in the areas that He's trying to get us to submit to Him. Oh, that's good preaching. Well, we're telling God, I want you to do this. And we're mad because we feel like God is saying no. And all the while, God is saying, I want you to let me have this area of your life. And all the while, we're saying no. Good preaching. There's areas that we need to submit to God. Lastly, about this cult, I want to say this. Because I don't want to overlook this point. And that was not a point in my study that I had this morning. I got here early and I was praying. And this was a, a point that I want to bring out. Some of the other gospels, even Zechariah the prophecy, prophesies and says, it wasn't just a the cult there. But his mother was there also. There was the older one and there was the younger one. And Jesus said, bring the colt. If you go to my house and you're looking around at a horse to ride, and you are going to, I'm talking foreign maybe to some, if you were needing a horse to go and do something or a horse to go on a few-day trail ride, And I've got a baby coat. I've got a mare there that's supposed to be having a coat. I'm starting to think she's just really, really, really fat. But she's supposed to be having a baby. If you come to my house and you were looking to load up and go do something, guess which one would be overlooked first? The coat. Do you know why? Because automatically, oh, it's cute and it's pretty, but it will never be able to do what I need to get done. And so I'm going to overlook that first. And I'm going to move on to something. Not even going to be a choice of mine. See, there was another in the Bible that was overlooked. And his name was David. Because he was young. He was just a kid. His father didn't even call him to the meeting. He was overlooked. Do you know what the world is doing today? By and large, we're overlooking our young people. We're overlooking them. Well, they can't. They're not ready to do anything for the Lord. They're not ready to be, they're not prepared to do anything for Christ. Well, it's not that important for them to be in the house of God anyway, and they just start overlooking their need to be used by Jesus Christ. I want you to know that we're ruining the generation that's coming behind us because we are overlooking the generation that God wants to use and that he's trying to bring up. They overlooked They left him off to the side. Verses 8 through 10. I want to read it to you again. Many spread their garments in the way. Others count down branches off the trees and strawed them in the way. They who went before, they who followed were crying, Hosanna. Blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. The Bible says there was those coming casting their garments. The garment back then, and I brought this out before, but it's too significant to overlook. The garment back then was actually how you recognized who they were. They had, a, they had a particular garment that they wore. A lot of you, a lot of us, have a particular coat that we wear. And if we threw it in a pile, well, somebody would know that ain't mine. That, that's, not, that's definitely not mine. If it was pink, I would throw it over in the... Okay, different pile because it definitely ain't mine. But the garment is how that they acknowledged who they was. And so people seen him coming and everybody had their garment on. They took their garment off and they throwed it down exactly where he was coming with the colt. The reason that they done that is because when the colt would trod upon that garment, it was acknowledging that the man that is riding that garment has impacted my life in a way I'm going to take my garment off and throw it out there in his path for everybody to know that he has impacted my life. I started to think about this and I got to believe that probably Jairus was along the way and and seen him and said, oh I got to take my garment off. I wouldn't have my little girl if it wasn't for that man right there. I wonder if Lazarus was there. I wonder if the leper that he cleansed was there. I wonder if those that he opened blinded eyes was there. I don't know who all was there but I know that garments filled the way because he had touched so many lives and touched so many hearts. Uh, I bet this morning I would say this morning uh, that if Jesus was to come down that aisle right there some of us would have to take our garment off and say you know what Uh, he's done something for me Uh, he's touched my family Uh, he's healed my body he's set me free somebody's been set free from drugs Uh, somebody's been delivered from alcohol I wish I could get somebody to worship with me this morning Uh, he's changed my life Uh, he's impacted me Uh, he has delivered me Uh, I know that man because he's changed my my life. It was a time of worship. It was a time of praise. Hosanna! Hosanna! On the highest! Take your garment off and throw it in His way so that people would know that He's impacted my life. My Lord, I wish my voice was stronger this morning. I was sure I'd like to preach that a minute. And then it says, John would say, they wave palm leaves. Palm leaves begin to be waved. Some of them strawed them in the way, but others were waving palm leaves. If we go all the way to the book of Revelation chapter 7, we will learn that the waving of the palm leaves was a sign of victory. In Revelation 7, the Bible says that the tribulation saints will begin to wave their palm leaves. They said, who are these that has come? He said, these are they that have made it through the great tribulation. They wave palm leaves because It was a victory that they have won. Uh, They were symbolizing, uh, here comes victory. Here comes victory. Here comes victory. Uh, And they waved them palm leaves. Do you know what victory symbolizes? An end to a conflict. An end to a conflict. He was saying the conflict of sin was about to be over because here comes one that is able to give us victory over the power of the sin nature. And they waved their palm leaves. Victory victory that was found in Jesus and only in Jesus and the event as a whole was so powerful there were people that were running and were saying what is all this ruckus what is all this noise Jesus said you better leave them alone because if you shut them up now the rocks are going to cry out to me because I will be praised listen it was a powerful moment and that's how it ought to be with us worship and praise ought to burst out of us when we think about what Jesus has done done for us you ever been in a position and you walked in i know there's some in here this morning that has you walked in you're scared to death all of a sudden because you've had a bad doctor report maybe the doctor said you've got cancer and then all of a sudden you went through whatever you went through and then the doctors come in and say well you're cancer free boom boom something burst out of me thank you Lord that I'm cancer free this morning I was thinking about this morning I don't want to embarrass them or I wouldn't call them out but I was thinking about uh, Michael and Tiffany Tiffany had a doctor report and she went to the doctor and she had some tests done they found something that was troubling they sent her to another specialist to see exactly what it was and how they were going to treat it and how they went there they sent her with the test what the other doctors had already pulled when they got down there they looked at the test they said okay let's see what we're going to do about this we're going to take our own picture and our own test when they took their picture and their test they had to do it again because they couldn't find anything at all and all of a sudden they were saying glory to God Hosanna on the highest we thank you for what you've done that's how it was all of a sudden it began to burst forth. It began to come forward like like a flood. It was just powerful. If we can't worship the Lord, don't step on my toes. I'm going to step on your toes. If we can't worship the Lord, it's because something on the inside, something's wrong. Worship and praise ought to burst forth for what he has done. And all of this would prove the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. Watch this. You know what it was about? It was about one final moment before they crucified of them having one more opportunity to recognize Jesus as the Messiah that they were looking for. One more opportunity for Israel to bow down and to recognize Him as the Messiah. In this moment, they would either accept Him or they would reject Him. The triumphant entry. Think about this. All is one. As the son of the living God. As the savior of the world. They fulfilled. Zechariah 9 was fulfilled. He came riding in on the colt. He came and they began to spread out the, the straw. They waved palm leaves. They throwed their garment down in the way. They were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna on the highest. And the religious people got so mad that they said, I don't care. Give us the thief and give us the robber, but kill this one. We don't want him here anymore. He didn't come in on the war horse. He's not what we expected. He's not what we were looking for. And all of it was about this, that you would one more have one more opportunity to accept Jesus. As the Savior of the world. Some accepted. Some rejected. All of those that accepted him. Found eternal life. All of those that rejected. Would find eternal separation from God. The triumphant entry of Christ. And because that's what it's all about. That's what I got to leave you at this morning. Simply this. This. Have you acknowledged Jesus as the only way of salvation? Have you acknowledged him as the Messiah, the fulfillment of the promise of God? Have you acknowledged him as the only begotten son of the living God? Have you experienced him in a triumphant way in your own heart, submitted to him like the cult did, by faith, Allowed him to dwell in your heart that you may carry him anywhere and everywhere that we may go. Have you experienced the power of sin being broken in your life? Do we carry him and do we rejoice in our heart because of who he is? The triumphant entry of Jesus Christ is all about Us acknowledging who He is for what He is able to do in our life and acknowledging Him as our only way of salvation, our only hope that God has given us. And this morning, as we come to a close, I've got to ask you this morning, has that triumphant entry happened in your own individual heart? Has it happened in your own individual life? Has you acknowledged Him as Savior? Have you accepted Him? Or have you rejected Him? Are you born again? Are your sins forgiven? Is the power of sin broken? Have you been buried with Christ? Raised up as a new creation? Do you know? Who Jesus is this morning. That's what this is all about. Coming in one more time. Watch. Brother Jeff, help me. One more time. It was this. This whole, even history will say it was like a parade. This whole parade, this whole fulfillment of Scripture would be to draw everybody's attention so that we would accept Or that we would reject Him. And this morning, I hope and pray that I have brought your attention to the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. And if I have, I apologize, my voice is weak. If I have, I've got to draw your attention to this question. Have you accepted Him? Or have you rejected Him? You know what's sad about that, Brother Ron? is that most of us have had multiple opportunity to accept or to reject Christ. Multiple. The gospel is so free course in the United States of America that you can't stand before God and say, I didn't know. You're not going to have the luxury of saying, well, you know, I I just didn't know. Yes, my friend, listen. All of us, we will either accept him by faith or we will reject him by self-will. And if we've accepted him by faith, have we submitted to what he wants for our life? Will you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask you to bow your head with me all across the building. Close your eyes and reverence to your neighbor and reverence to the Lord. Here's my question. I'm not going to embarrass you this morning. I probably will give an opportunity for you to come. But my question is simply this. Have you acknowledged Jesus as the only way of salvation? Have you acknowledged Him as the only begotten Son of God? And have you accepted Him and His atoning work on the cross of Calvary as your payment for sin? Or have you rejected Have you rejected? There's not a better time. There's not a more convenient time. Today is the day of salvation. And this morning, I just want to simply ask you with my whole heart, if you're here, here's the moment, here's the time. If you're here, You're either going to stay tied to the post or you're going to willingly follow if you're here this morning and you say, that's me. I want to accept Him as my Savior and I want to submit my life to Him. Nobody's looking around. We're not here to embarrass you. But if that's you, would you slip your hand up and put it right back down? Thank you, God, for that hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for this hand. Thank you, Lord, for this hand. If that's you, anybody else, somebody's going to get born again this morning. Anybody else, would you slip your hand up and put it right back down real quickly? We didn't come this morning to embarrass you, we come this morning to offer you the greatest triumphant entry. Thank you, God, for that hand. The greatest triumphant entry that you would ever know of, and that is the one that you could experience for yourself. If that's you, would you come? Or if you raise your hand, that's what I want you to do. I'm asking you to raise your hand. If that's you, will you slip your hand up and put it right back down? Thank you, Lord, for that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Here's what I want to do because i got another part to this altar call. I'm going to ask every individual, I've had about four hands to go up this morning, of those that are wanting to accept Christ as their Savior. I want you to know this morning that I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. The prayer that we are about to pray in itself will not save you. But if you believe what we're about to pray... The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Listen, I don't care who you are. I don't mean that disrespectful. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. Jesus never yet has interviewed anybody before He allowed them to come to Him. He just accepted, whosoever will, let them come and let them drink. This morning... Those that raise their hand in church, I'm going to ask you to help us pray so we don't point nobody out. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me and believe it in your heart as we pray. Church, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm sorry for the things I've done, for the way I've lived, and the sin in my life. God, I know that I stand at your mercy but I believe you're a merciful God right now I'm asking you to forgive me I'm asking you to change me I'm asking you to wash me I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and I believe that on the third day God raised him from the dead and right now by my faith, I believe I'm saved, I'm cleansed, my name in the book of life, and I've been made whole in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, can we rejoice this morning? There's people that gave their life to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And now, this morning, I want to give just a moment because I feel it too strongly in my spirit to overlook it. If you're here this morning, you're born again. You say, there's an area in my heart that I've not yet submitted to the Lord and God has been dealing with me about it. I'm not going to tell you to just lay it on an altar. I'm not going to tell you to just give it to the Lord because to be honest, we don't really even know what that means. What I'm going to tell you is how that I submit that to the Lord, and it's simply this: I acknowledge the hindrance. I acknowledge the area that I've said no. And I say, God, I understand that you're trying to change this in me. I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to change me. i place my faith in Christ and what he's done on the cross of Calvary. And I believe the power of the Holy Spirit is able to help me to submit in that area of my life also. If you're here this morning, church. And there's an area that God dealt with you about because it's in my spirit. I just can't overlook it. I'm going to open up the altars or maybe you want to pray right where you're at. Makes no difference to me. Makes no difference to the Lord. But we invite you to come and to spend a few moments in prayer this morning as he sings praise and worship today. Would you come this morning? Come on, would you come this morning? Lord, I need to submit. Go ahead.
1: I need to submit this area, God.
0: Maybe it's a hang-up. Come on, maybe it's a bondage. Maybe it's a hindrance.
1: I don't know what it
0: is, but I know that God is able to change it, and he's able to break it this morning. Come on, it's a good time to pray. It's a good time to call upon the name of the Lord.
1: Amen and amen. To the lamb that was slain, hosanna, hosanna, Jesus died and rose again. Let the weak say I am strong. Hallelujah. God help us this morning. Touch your people, Lord.
0: Help us to submit to your will, Lord. God, to give you every area, even the hard places of our heart, Lord. God, I pray you touch your people this morning. Hallelujah. Hosanna. Hosanna.
1: Hosanna to the Lamb that was slain. Hosanna. Hosanna. Jesus died Yes, he did. And rose, and rose. again. Hallelujah. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. To the land that was God. slain. Hosanna, Hosanna,
0: Hallelujah.
1: Jesus died Yes, he did.
0: And rose again. Go ahead and sing it. Yeah.
1: Oh, let the weak say, I am strong.
0: Hallelujah. Let
1: the poor say, I am rich. Hallelujah. Let the blind say, I can see. It's what the Lord has done. In Hosanna, come on, lift your voice and sing that this morning Hosanna To, to the Lamb that, that was slain Come on, cry Hosanna 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 Jesus died and rose
0: Come on, lift your voice one time Hosanna And again. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you, God, for your grace and mercy and your love. Thank you for those, Lord, that acknowledge their need for you this morning. And I, I pray for them, God. I pray, God, that they would continue to keep their faith in what you've already accomplished on the cross of Calvary, that they may grow in you and be changed and experience victory over and over in their life. And God, I pray for each and every one of us. Help us to submit every area of our life, God, so that we would, God, be a vessel that you can work through to be able to carry Jesus Christ to the lost and the dying of this world. We thank you for everything you've done this morning, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you were blessed by this message or you need prayer, please email us at faithworshipcenterar@gmail.com. at gmail.com.